This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund, Pro Day up at University of Washington inside the Dempsey. And uh, we've been to quite a few of these, Chris. Kind of a um, low-attended at- low one, probably one of the lower ones since we've been doing this. I saw this. at least 20 teams out there. Yeah, I would say in terms of, in terms of personnel, in terms of teams and, and representation in that way. I mean, yeah, probably at least 20 teams were here. But, yeah, in terms of, I, you know, usually you'd see a lot of families Usually see a lot of agents and things like that. Did not see as much as I would have expected. Not, not just that. Usually Pete Carroll and John Schneider are here, and I didn't yeah. see either one of them. Uh, owners here. meetings. Oh, okay. Owners meetings. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, they had uh, they had a scout here. Okay. They did have a scout. I did just, see him. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, but it's not only just the guys that are participating out here on the field, but just the people in attendance here. We just got to, got done talking to a guy we haven't seen in a long time, Joel DeBlanco. We've been covering him and recruiting for a long, long time. He was team captain back at um, back at Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah. um, and uh, you know he was playing with XFL, and the weird stuff happened. Imagine that weird yeah. stuff happening there. So it was good to see uh, Joel DeBlanco. Well, nothing bad can happen when you're in a league that's owned by a ex-husband and wife, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so is it but, really still owned by the McMahon's? No, no, The Rock and his ex-wife. Oh, I thought it was the, the McMahon's were the ones that first started the XFL. They started it. Yeah, but they, okay. he took it over. But, that tells you how much um, I follow it. No, love talking to Joel. I caught up with him, and I'm like, I am so glad you proved me completely wrong in my assessment of you because I told him I said I thought you were maxed out I didn't think you would do it well anything. he doesn't look he looks he looks uh, way thinner and, and he does not look doughy no he does all. not look doughboy anymore no because he was a man when he was 15 yeah well, yeah if you took a look at him at Aberdeen like his junior year or whatever compared to what he is now I don't know if you'd think that he's all that much bigger or but he's just he's clearly a man now he's put mm-hmm. together and He's Clearly got, has gone through some training. He's got the V shape going yeah, on totally now. he totally does. He's yep. got the V thing. He looks like a linebacker. Yeah. But uh, just some of the other guys here, um, you know, you see certain guys that really put a smile on your face. And Keith Hayward, the former DB coach, was here today. Um, and evidently he, he's just kind of going around the country. He was the defensive coordinator at UNLV, and they let that entire staff go. So Keith is getting paid not to coach. So uh, sounds like he's going to be spending the next three days up here. And, you know, Keith was one of my favorites when he was here under Sarge. We're not saying we know anything, but there's always a possibility someone like him could be added on as like a defensive analyst or something like that if, yeah. if you want to do that. It seems like guys getting paid not to coach or not to do much seems to be more yeah. and more common these days. Well, he could do the Bob Gregory thing. Yeah, where he works yeah. for a buck or whatever. Or a minim- minimum wage, yeah, hourly that's job. That's well, what hey, if Galen DeBoer wanted a consultant, could he do much worse than Keith Haywood? No, no. Keith's a hell of a coach. Much better. Yeah. He's a hell of a coach. But then uh, also just uh, had a chance. The Aces were here. Yeah. Uh, Asa Turner uh, and um, 
uh, Alex Cook. Alex Cook. I keep on brand. Alex Cook's uh, baby uh, Asa was here, and that little guy's mellow. I, yeah. I said, I don't Chill trust. Out. I don't trust him. He's conserving energy. He's going to act out here pretty yeah. quick. Well, um, the other thing is too, and and for those who have never really come to an event like this, everybody wants the updates. What's happening on the field and all that different stuff. Yeah. The only thing that we get any sort of look at is the uh, vertical leap because it's right by where we stand. Yeah. And it's a hard number. And, and it's a hard number. Right. And they it's, tell it's, you. it's actually verifiable. They, and they yell it out. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything else, shuttle time, long jump. Uh, 40. I don't, 40 time. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing. No, not, the players didn't even have Well, nothing is official. It's yeah. all the individuals are doing exactly. it. Exactly. It's so, all the individual teams are doing so their own timing on that. An event like this, what makes it special is you get to see so many different people and talk with them and just stand off to the side. We, again, got, got Coach DeBoer all off the record, so we can't really share anything, but for 40 minutes, just stood there and chatted with us. Right? Yeah, talked to him, talked to Coach Morrell. Coach Morrell came over and talked with us. Yeah, not going to Coach not gonna tell you anything, but I'll, I'll talk to you. Yeah. It's <laughs> but, funny. We got, it's like pulling teeth to get yeah. him in, after practice, but you know when he's, when he's on his own, it's like, yeah, he'll yeah. come over and, and chat he, for and a minute. And he's about halfway. Did you hear me ask him when he was going to shave? Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, it's three more months. I'll do it right before, or four more months before, uh, right before fall camp." Yeah, and what, we're not talking out of turn, though. What did he say was the biggest obstacle? Barbecue sauce. Barbecue but he sauce. said he said that before. So yeah, um, but no, it, it was just fun to see a lot of different guys walking around and talking to different people. Um, like you said, Keith Hayward. I, I I looked over and I was like, that guy looks so familiar. And then you said it was Keith Hayward, and I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then um, uh, you know we saw some of the other the players. We're just kind of hanging out, watching. Yeah, that a, lot are, of, that, a lot of the players that, that yeah. practiced this morning, they came out to yeah. watch their Talk to teammates. Elijah Jackson for a little bit. Oh, yeah. none, none of these are interviews. You, you, yeah. We're not interviewing players. Or well, and plus like on the back end of this, not to, you know, too much, mm-hmm. but we're, we're going to have a ton of interviews on the back end of this little interview yeah. or little, you know, whatever we're doing here to give people an update. But we talked to all, basically everybody that involved in the pro day except for the linebackers, I think. Yeah, we didn't I don't think we talked Bright or, or Chris Mole. Mole. Yeah. yeah, but – the thing is, and we all made this observation, if I looked like Wayne Talapapa with my shirt off, I, I would be 50-degree shirts off guy for the rest of my life. Yeah. That guy is so cut. I asked McKeefrey how long it would take for him to make me look like Wayne Talapapa, and he says, how old are you? And he goes, yeah, you're not going to be a little Never. Alive that long. <laughs> Never. <laughs> did we actually, I, I, don't, I didn't actually see, did we actually get he a did, chance to talk to Wayne on the record? Not, he did not. So no. Wayne's the other one that we didn't yeah, talk to on the record. But we did get Peyton Henry and got some good stuff from him. Chris yeah. has a uh, post on yeah. uh, Twitter that he put on our board. And too. I put it on our board, yeah. Yeah, but with the picture of? The new point. I call it the new point, or it could be the point part two. It's pretty good. Yeah, the score coffee mug with the Oregon scoreboard on it. Yeah. He, he was quite pleased with I that. I saw him open it up and look at it, and I, I, he had, like, the permagrin going. Yeah. yeah. He's, that's going to hold a special one for him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just good to see some of these guys, you know, just outside their element. I was talking to Jackson a little bit. You know, when you're at school, you know, you have training table, you have a schedule, you have the locker room, you have all that, and all of a sudden you don't have – don't get to go into training no. table. You don't have the nutritionist, and all that stuff is set up, and they have to pay for it. It's not free. They don't get well, free training at, at this point, it's their agent. Well, their agents for pay it, for it. But, yeah. but the other thing <laughs> too is yeah. the other thing too is is that there's guys. You know, when you see them as players and they're practicing and they're part of the team, they have a certain hat on. Now that they're on their own and they're looking at the draft and they can talk a little bit more freely, you get to hear a lot more stuff. Like talking to Alex Cook and some of the things that he did during his training, going out to the middle of Pennsylvania is like Amish country. 
and literally he went there because he had no distractions, everything like that. But then he talked about how his, his uh, girlfriend and his, and his baby came out to, to see him for, I guess, two or three weeks. And his base, it sounded like his sleep time went in half. Yeah. So, yeah, you uh, got to be waking up with the baby. But just, yeah, just little stuff like that. It's well, interesting. It was cool. He talked about how he was away from four weeks away, you know, and it's hard to be away from your family. And when you're a newborn, you're not as, you know, first time a newborn, you're not as connected as you are down the road. But he says he missed his family, but then he was gone for four weeks, and his wife met him at the airport, and little Asa looked at him and smiled, and he yeah. said he just melted. Yeah, he just always. Melted. Away for four weeks, and the, and the baby knew. Yeah, baby news. So that was pretty cool. So I guess, but and we also try to get a, a, a decent feel. I don't know about you guys, but I talked to a couple of people just about you know, does it feel like maybe part of the reason it wasn't all that hotly attended this year was because there's maybe only one guy that probably is going to get drafted, and the rest of them have real good shots, if if not almost guarantees of becoming free agents. Yeah. And I just I just wonder if if there was a situation where maybe you could get a feel for what some of the people uh, that were here were thinking about that. I'm going to let you guys finish up because i got to scoot out of here. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you guys finish up. But okay. just real quick, Wayne Talapapa had the best day of anybody out here. Okay. I thought he had a pretty good day. Yeah. Okay. So, um, But, I mean, I just, you yeah. know, you just get the sense there's a lot of people that are picking. You know, I just wonder if he would have been a first-day guy if he had not come back. There's always this yeah. part of me. Because it, it, more to the point, I think he would have been a first-day guy if he hadn't gotten hurt. Maybe, yeah, I could see that toward the end. Um, the 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 thing that I talked to a lot of people about is most people did not see him as a tackle, yeah. and very few guards go that first day. Um, you have to be real super special to be that guy. But I could definitely have seen him as a second day guy, second or third round. That wouldn't have shocked me at all. So, um, but you know, I think this this season was a blessing for him because instead of playing left tackle, they brought him back at left tackle, and he just wasn't getting it done. Like he he probably could, yeah. so they to max it out. They were able to slide Troy Fautanu out, who had a really good season. They were able to put Jackson in there, had an all conference kind of a season, and uh, I think I think that's really what I mean. Nate Kleppa was playing just fine yeah. inside at left guard, but I think you know Jackson being there and being able to be the leader that he is, I think that was that was huge. Yeah, and I think the other thing is is that I think one of the things that may have helped certain guys, whether they were on the offensive lineman today or like the linebackers, for instance, they got a chance to go in threes. So they had, it wasn't just Jackson Kirkland and Henry Manavala, but Corey Luciano was there as yep. well. Mm -hmm. So they got to do, Scott Huff ran them through a gamut of stuff. So all the scouts that got a chance to look at those guys, they got a full view of all the stuff they were able to do. Conversely, with the linebackers, you had Jeremiah Martin, you had Chris Mole, you had Cam Bright. They were able to do a ton of things, whether it was outside rush with a guy like Martin or whether it was more inside stuff with bags and what have you with Mole and, and Cam Bright. Uh, I thought that was really helpful to watch them do that as well. It's just so hard to judge because, like I said, with one guy seeming, seemingly be the guy that's available for the draft and all these other guys, I just wonder if it's going to be within 15 to 20 minutes of the last day of the draft being over how many of these guys are already going to know their futures. Yeah. I think there's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... I honestly could see, you know, I could see every guy, and this is nothing against Cam Bright or Chris Mole. I just think their their productivity and their their frame. I don't know if they fit in the NFL, but I look at Jeremiah Martin. I look at all three of the alignment. Yeah. 
um, and the versatility that Corey Luciano has. Maybe from a size standpoint, an athleticism standpoint, he isn't your ideal guy, but because he can play guard or center, he's been doing some long Tell snapping. me he's not Coleman Shelton. Yeah, I mean, he could be that guy. And so um, you've got those guys. I think Wayne Talapapa finds his way onto a roster, yeah. whether it's as a free agent or a late-round draft choice. He was productive here. W- without Cam Davis... He's a thousand-yard rusher yeah. at the University of Washington. So and plus special and teams scores twenty. It's yeah. special teams too, and it's pass pro. Yeah. It's pass pro. So you just you talk about all these things. Alex Cook, uh, Jordan Perryman, they both have the chops to to go and play in the NFL. Yeah. They're going to have to find the right situation. But I could see and 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 Peyton Henry. You know, he and I talked about it. I said, you know, a lot of kickers don't get drafted. So you've got to just be prepared to go at a moment's notice, and you're tr- sometimes you're you're going to 15 teams in a in a eight or nine year career, yeah. you know, and you're just bouncing around trying to find the right spot that has an opening, and then you wow them when you're when you're there, and and um, you know, and he just said, I'm gonna stick with this as long as I have the opportunity, people interested in me. But um, you know, the, talking to some of these guys about if things don't work out or after your football career, what are you gonna do? What do you want to do? Yeah. And and finding out, and you'll hear it in a couple of my interviews. I don't know if you asked him in yours, but for mine, I asked Henry what he wanted to do. He's looking at getting into commercial real real estate if, if the NFL doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Peyton Henry's looking at communications. He doesn't know what he wants to do quite yet, but yeah. something. So. Lots of different stuff for these guys, and it's and it's really cool to see them take off the player, take off the helmet, sure. if for for better part for the lack of a better way of putting it. But they don't feel constrained by keeping things quiet. Right, you know what so I mean? it doesn't have to be in house anymore. Yeah, it doesn't, and so they can be real upfront about, hey, I had this injury. Jordan Perryman listed yeah. the three injuries he had. Well, and it was still his left hand was still taped up. Yeah, or right, right, right hand, hand, right hand, yeah, was still taped up. So well, it's you know, yeah. how much did that affect his prep? Oh, it completely com- affected it, it, lifting. Yeah, I mean, granted, he looked like he's in great shape and has been okay, but I mean, first game of the season, Kent State uh, strains his quad. That's what he said it was. I asked him what it was. He said it was a strained quad. First six games, so he misses the next three games. Then he comes back. He's still gimpy for the following three games. Then they play Oregon. He's finally 100% back, healthy, ready to go. He said, I felt good. Separate my left shoulder. Um, Then uh, dealt with that for the rest of the regular season. Then comes back for the Texas game, finally back 100% healthy, legs healed up, shoulders healed up, everything's good, breaks his right wrist. Yeah. So he's like, I couldn't buy a break, you know, and he goes, a lot of people, and he, the, the shame was that he, he had a lot of hate DMs coming from Husky fans. So Is that true? Yeah, he told me. And now, granted, do we know they're Husky fans? They could be Oregon fans, yeah. for all we know. They could be Wazoo. Who knows? These could, these could just be trolls, for all we know. We don't know. But it but, is Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's Twitter, so you just don't know. But um, I, mean, I, I find that terrible. Uh, yeah. If that's really happening, if you if you think that's what you should be doing, that's just ridiculous. It's not like these. Look, just because these guys are out on the field and getting scholarships and everything like that, even if they're not performing up to to, to snuff, there's no place for that. I don't even think there's a place for that for NFL guys, much less college guys. Yeah. Just come on, they're out there trying just as hard as everybody else. So let's wrap this up, Scott, because yeah. uh, you know we, we've got a ton of guys a- after this is done that yeah. you're going to want to listen to. Because I know you talked to Corey Luciano for a long time. Jeremiah Martin talked to Kim for a long time. We talked to, obviously, Jackson Kirkland. Henry, uh, talked Henry, to Peyton Henry. Hey, yep. So we talked to a ton of guys will be on the back end of this. Jordan Perryman, too. Um, just final thoughts of just kind of this overall pro day. Because to be honest with you, I think Kim's right. This was a fairly mellow day. 
Yeah, uh, overall thoughts was just, you know, I, I think the reason it was a mellow day was because there's just, I mean, Jackson Kirkland's like a late day two, day three kind of guy. And he, I mean, Henry Bainabalu, maybe, I don't know. But um, I don't, you know, there's not a lot of guys who are going to be have their possibility of having their name called. So I think that's why it was a little more mellow. Next year could be a lot different. I mean, you could be, look, if you're talking about Roger Rosengarten, if he has the season that we think he could have, he could be a first-day guy. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, obviously, Michael Penix could be a second-day guy. Rome, Rome and Jalen are probably going to be first-day guys or second-day guys. Um, secondary, Ace Eternal probably will get some looks from some schools because of his physical tools that he has. Um, there's just a lot that you're gonna that you're gonna have Raylan Goforth is a guy if he has the kind of season he could have you could see another I mean you're talking about five or se- five to seven guys who could be drafted yeah and I wish year. I would have asked more about what the what the contact rules or whatever might be between the scouts and whatnot and the guys that aren't necessarily eligible mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I don't know if it's the coaches because I know the coaches want the players to come here as a show of solidarity to root on their teammates and be supportive of that. But the other thing is you can just literally walk in the door and all these scouts are going to be like, well, we're making a mental note of yep. that for a year from yep. now. I just, I just was kind of curious. I'm wondering how many of these guys they can't have con- other than it's other probably, than say it's, hello. It's like the bump rule. Basically. Yeah. 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 That's what I, that's kind of what I was yeah. thinking it was. Yeah. So, um, but just to wrap it up, I, it was fun. I mean, I, I don't like covering the actual event because that we don't get to really report on very much. But, and we can't verify anything yeah. other than the vertical jumps. Yeah. And, but it's fun to see people that we haven't seen for a while. It's a great networking kind of thing for us, but also um, just a lot of fun to be out here and, and see what these guys look like and see them with their quote-unquote helmets off so we yeah. don't they, they, they can open up to us a little bit more. So yeah. it, it was a fun day um, and uh, something that we'll, we'll be able to report on here. Uh, we'll have interviews today and tomorrow, and and probably be Friday. Yep. So obviously, yeah, they're they're we got practice on Friday, so we'll be there for that it's a full practice. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. we're we'll, gonna show up. Yeah, yeah, we'll be open. We'll be available for that. <laughs> um, so we'll close it up with that. But like I said, a lot of guys to listen to on the back end, listen to their stories. It's great to hear them kind of with their hair down, so to speak being a little bit more open about their process and kind of what they're doing to get ready for this draft. So for Kim Kim Grenolds and Scott Eklund, this is Chris Fetters of dogman.com. Go dogs. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You missing school? Not going to class? No, can't say that I'm not. Uh, it's pretty nice right now not having to think about any of that or doing any homework, things like that. <laughs> you graduate, got your degree? Oh, yeah. Yep. Graduated in spring 2021, so almost two years ago. What did you do today? I did great. You know, um, showed I, I believe what I needed to do. I mean, I'm my world's biggest critic. Obviously, you want 
perfect times, things like that. But I think I displayed the athleticism needed. I'm obviously way larger than you know most offensive linemen, so just being able to display that I can move better for what my size would be, I think that's great. What are you finding? Some teams have showed interest in you so far in the process. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to really, teams don't really show their cards, as you know. I mean, that's, I don't really know why they would, but I've met with almost all of them between All-Star Game and Combine, and more so with Jets and um, Eagles a little bit, uh, Rams here and there, but yeah. What are you finding out about the process that maybe you weren't aware of? What's kind of surprising you? You know, I think uh, just really how long it is and how much of a grind, like these three months have, you know, it's, it's flown by because I'm already at pro day, but it's crazy to think that um, each day, how long it takes. And I mean, every day matters between the training, meeting with teams, all that. I mean, it's so monotonous and long because you're, you know, getting asked the same questions, things like that. And you got to keep your A game on because you can't act tired or out of it if you're meeting with a different team because they don't know how many meetings you had before. you got to keep the same face and all that energy. Which is the word. How are you feeling? How's your health? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's never been better. I mean, off-season too, that's also nice where you can get your body back from the season when it's all sore. But, yeah, I feel great. How do you feel your workouts went? I thought they went great. Um, like I said before, I displayed, I believe, what I need to do, my athleticism, and showed my power, you know, and punching those bags and moving people off the ball. How just how teams viewed you playing three positions in college? Have they kind of seen you inside or outside? Have they kind of? Yeah, I've been told it's it's a mix across the board. I mean, I like to pride myself on the versatility that I have, and I'm selling that, and I, a lot of teams love that too. But also more see me as a guard. I mean, that's why I played more in college. About more than half my career, I was a guard, and I'm completely fine with that. I think it's a great advantage for me to be inside, being this big, have length over others. So, I'm, like I told them, I'm. I'm really down to play whatever, and with that versatility, I think it's a great thing because if a guy goes down to tackle and I'm playing guard, now I can play tackle or vice versa. Jax, with the team that's still here, who are the guys on UW who maybe haven't shown too much yet, but you think are on the verge of breaking out for next, next season? Yeah, definitely. I really think you'll see from guys like Nick Kalepo is one for sure in, in their guard. I think he, he is, his ceiling is extremely high. He's, kind of similar to my size, I guess. He's a tackle body almost playing inside, and that can be a huge advantage, and he's extremely powerful. I also think guys like Julius Bulow, too, another one, same story, a tackle body inside a guard. I think they can shine there. And excited about some guys on defense. I really think MJ Ole, I know he played significantly last year, but we could tell as the season got on last year, towards the end, he really got the, D, the hang of the D-line thing with how large he is. As we know, he can be a force in there, so I'm excited to see that. When you were here on the team you had training table you work out with the guys a strength and conditioning coach and the locker room so you know, how do you, how do you get that done now do you have all you know talk a little bit about the team you're working with and how those workouts are uh, facilitated throughout the day yeah right I mean I'm just you know that's a little different I'm setting it up like I did in college make sure I have my nutrition workout set all the side workouts physical therapy things I need to do but now it's all on my own and luckily I have my agent too supports me on that stuff so we'll dial up the, the food and the training all that it's just different it's, and it's personalized which is nice what is it specifically specifically that you saw from MJ Ale toward the end of the year kind of adapting the D-line that, that makes you bring him up yeah I mean really just the feel and the savviness for that position that's the hardest thing it's not so much you can't just jump into a new position expect to shine you need those reps and it's a lot of reps to finally master it so I just think that experience that he got playing it's just finally you know 
turned on and started to help him a lot, and I think that's only going to go up from there on that. How invaluable was Scott Huff in terms of your development over your course of your career? Yeah, it was everything. He's the best offensive line coach in America. And I know everyone was gunning for his head after 2021, but there's a reason why he got retained. I think we saw that last year. So, yeah, I got nothing but love for that guy. I mean, he's taught me everything in terms of offensive line play. And I'm fortunate that I got him for all my six years. So everything in football, everything offensive line play, it's because of him for sure. You've played with some guys that are in the league, Kayla McGarry, Nick Harris. Have you talked to any of those guys about the process or what to expect? Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, Nick and I were extremely close. Um, I consulted him definitely before the combine and just what to expect. Also Luke Wattenberg as well and Trey Adams, all those guys that have done it. And, yeah, it's really nice to have friends that have gone through it before and pick their brain about it. How satisfying was it to set the bar so high for the offensive line last year? Because I think Rose Sapp, the album was the best offensive line he's ever seen. Yeah, it was extremely satisfying because it's just it was frustrating the whole time because we knew we had it and we knew how good we were. We just wanted to finally prove that and show everyone that how great this offensive line is. And I still don't think we really reached our full potential. I know it's crazy saying that, but we have so much more in the tank because if you saw those practices at the end of the year and we really were turning it on. And hard thing about that is one thing's rolling five guys out there, but it takes the whole season for everyone, that chemistry. You know how each other's going to combo every block. You know how they're going to play. And that happens. So, and especially getting catered with this offense is huge. And that's why that's my great things for them this year. Thanks, Jax. Thanks, guys. Henry Bainavalo. You only, you know, like you watch them in their games, you watch them on film, but then to be able to to be there and, you know, talk about techniques, all your different offenses, how you guys run things is really great. What's the kind of the, like interview and meeting process like when you're talking to different teams? Um, yeah, so I had a lot of uh, informal interviews, and so it kind of just puts you in a room, and it's like a free-for-all for all the teams. They kind of just grab you. You have like a certain set amount of time that you're allowed to talk to them. And it's a, it's a lot all at, like for like a couple of hours. You're just talking, talking football, and it's fun. What was, so, what was the weirdest question they asked you? Um... Not a lot of weird questions. I'd, I'd say, like, the most off-topic of football question I got was, like, what Netflix shows do you watch? <laughs> yeah. And what were they? Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Henry, what's, you know, you've been here for six years. Is it a little surreal that this is kind of the last UW thing you're doing right now? What's that feeling like? Definitely, definitely very surreal. Um, being back here after, like, the past two months and then, you know, walking in the locker room, seeing new faces, seeing, like, everybody move around in their lockers. Uh, it's, like, it's a, like, humbling feeling, you know, like, the school doesn't wait for anybody. Time goes on. And, you know, the time that I spent here will always mean, like, so much to me, so I'm very grateful for it. You, you played hurt in 2021. Um, what was it like last year? How, how did you feel and, and kind of how do you feel now health-wise? I felt a lot better. Um during the 2021 season just taking care of more care of my body and being able to you know get a schedule down where I'm like more organized and just as like a like an older guy having everything together really helped um right now my body's feeling good uh done a lot of like a lot of training over the past few months and uh you know it's fun to see how everything comes into uh, fruition how do you feel like your workout went today I think today uh it was okay yeah, I definitely could have like finished it but Oh, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. I remember Coach Trapp a couple years ago saying it was how many Big Macs could you put away, depending on where you were. Now I'm just looking at you, you just look a lot different. How do you, where have you seen yourself grow the most? Just kind of the most in the past few years? Uh, definitely just the off-the-field off the stuff. Uh, taking care of, like, my diet, 
organized with my schedule, um, you know, just keeping everything healthy, like knowing what I'm eating and uh, just all of that off the field and being disciplined with how I'm doing all of those uh, things has been like really like, helpful factors for how I've done now. In terms of the team that's still here, who are the guys from the, from this next UW team who maybe haven't shown it yet, but you feel like are on the verge of having big seasons? Nate Kalepo. You let him work, he's going to work. I'm just so, so proud to see how far he's come in this like, amount of time. And just like me knowing him as a player and as a person, I think he's going to do great things. You just got to give him the chance. And um, somebody else, like Roger, like Rosengarten, he had his first year and he had like a really good first year. But I think you just give him some more time too and show you even more. How about defensively? Defensively, MJ. MJ Ale, he's dropped to like some, he's dropped some weight, skinnier. I've talked to him. He's moved, worked more on his moves. And just like that transition from online to D-line, I think will help him because he knows the mind of the line. A lot of people say that about Nate Kalepa. I feel like he's he would be a lot of guys' answers. It's been a few years now. I think people have kind of been waiting to see him. What is it about his game and about you know his approach to playing O-line that you think? You just know? knowing him, I know his mentality. I mean, he's a physical guy. He wants to get after anybody, and he won't be denied. And I think that's one of the best attitudes you can have as a lineman. Definitely. You came here with Coach Schrosser, right? You were recruited by Schrosser? Yes. Uh, he left my like last semester of high school. So, okay. yeah. what is what kind of impact has Huff made on you as a player, as an offensive line? Kind of how much have you been able to soak up for six years? Huff's been amazing. He's been like my second dad here at UW, and you know I know he's always been in my corner. And to be able to learn from him and all his, all his, like, listen to him and how he talks is just, like, an amazing opportunity. I'm uh, grateful that I got to do that for six years and to be able to, you know, have all that time with him because of uh, everything that he's, like, rubbed off on me. So. How nice is it to be able to leave Washington off of such a positive ending with this last season? That is really nice. It's really nice to be able to, you know, like, cap the season off with a dub, uh, come back, the season and show everybody the hard work that we put in with the team that we could be, the team that we were. And just to be able to leave on a good note with like a, a good feeling that the team is in good hands, everybody's working, and like the culture is set, it's a good feeling. Thanks. Corey Luciano. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, so how do you feel you did today? I think I, I, think I could have done better. Um, I mean, I'm always going to think like that, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, for what it was, you know, I got to take it. I mean, the numbers are the numbers at the end of the day, and I know the numbers aren't everything. A lot of it's, you know, kind of checking boxes, making sure you're not, you know, too slow, basically, or not explosive enough, um, especially if you're kind of like the offensive line position. But I think for what it was, like, you know, I'm, I'm content with some of the numbers. Like, I obviously, I wish I'd go back and do another pro day next week and increase those numbers. But, you know, the numbers are the numbers. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but, I, you know, I'm – I could have done a little better, I think. You know, there's always room for improvement, but overall, it was solid. Oh, you had to be very patient to find to you know bide your time to get you, to get out on the field. Was there any thought to, to leaving, and what made you stay if you, if there was some thought to leaving? Yeah, I mean, especially with the transfer being it so much easier nowadays. Yeah, than I mean, yeah, I can't lie to you. I mean, it, it definitely crossed my my mind a couple times, and you know, it was definitely in the works here and there, but. I don't know, like, I've always loved it here, and, I, and I've loved the team, and, I mean, I love UW, and I kind of thought to myself, like, you know, 2021, or going into 2021, you know, you know, it was almost giving myself, I never I never thought I gave myself that chance, because I had never played center really here before for a full season, and, you know, I knew I was kind of going to be, like, the backup to Wattenberg, and I was like, well, 
I don't know, like, I still haven't even given myself that shot to, like, even try to play. And, you know, I knew I was going to be the backup, but I, I at least had to give myself, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can, and then we'll see whatever happens next year. Like, I knew I was going to probably be, like, in a primarily, like, backup sixth line role, which I was, and, but I got a lot of experience on special teams. Um, I mean, I just tried to make the most of the situation. And then going into this past year, you know, obviously, you know, I knew on paper, like, I'd be the guy. But, you know, I kind of threw that in the back of my head. I was like, nah, like, screw that. Like, I'm just keep working. It was my last year, and I wanted to finish when I started sort of deals. I mean, that 4-8 and season was absolutely a disgusting taste in my mouth. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that can never happen again. And I knew we had a really talented team. And, you know, obviously, we, I knew a little bit about the coaching staff through, um, you yeah. know, Hayner and all that. And, I, you know, I'd peep them. But, yeah, I just wanted to finish when I started. It was... I knew I had my chance. I knew I was going to be able to develop. I mean, I, I felt myself every single day just getting a little better, 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 better. I knew my time was going to come. I had to trust the process. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to go as anybody ever plans. I mean, I played three, four different positions here throughout my time. But, I mean, at the Including end Including tight end. Yeah, so the <laughs> tight end, tackle, a couple of yeah, guards, special team, yeah, all this stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. It was. I'm glad I finished what I started sort of deal and, you know, ending the season with 11 wins and put some good tape out there and – you know, obviously I can look back now. I wish I could have done that, but started living the moment. I'm, I'm really happy for what I did here. Jackson touched on it where that 2021 season where everybody was calling for Huff's head and you guys proved him wrong last year. Just kind of how satisfying, oh, yeah. how, how satisfying was it? How frustrating was that knowing you guys knew how good Huff yeah, was? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that whole 2021 season, like, you know, it, it's almost hard to pinpoint what went wrong. You know, I, I'm not going to call it names. There's just a lot of stuff went wrong, right? You know, I don't – it's just – it, it felt really good, you know, I, I'll kind of skip over 2020, you know, going into 2022 and going through the season, and I still think we could have done better, you know, and I think, you know, objectively, like we had a really good season as an offensive line, but, yeah, I mean, it felt it felt really good putting on tape, like, yeah, like, we're those dudes, like, we are, I firmly believe, that, you know, I thought we were the best Pac-12, or the best O-line in the Pac-12, thought we were one of the best O-lines, if not the best O-line in the country, I mean, we were playing, I think, eight, nine guys in different positions, rotating, I mean... It was like something like it was crazy, and you know that I mean we were legitimate, legitimate two deep at every position. Like the two deep could have played at any other school, like Division One school for the most part. It just felt really good going out there and dominating in most games. Like you know, not every rep's going to be perfect, but it felt really good just showcasing on tape. Like you know, we're we're capable of this. We are this good. And we're going to go out and dominate any team we played. And I think we. Think we did a pretty good job. What do you think? What do you have you ever done this? I just wanted. Did you ever do any long snapping? I did a little bit. Uh, a little bit during the season, I, I you know, I won't say I'm like entirely proficient at it, but I have a tiny bit of experience with it, and that's something I'm gonna be working. I, I worked on a little bit during this prep. I'll be working on a little more in April just to increase my versatility. It's just any any way, shape, and form I can contribute to any team I go to in the future. Have they asked anybody asked you to nope. to do it? You're just doing mm-hmm. it. Right? I'm just okay. doing it. I'm like, well, probably a good thing to do. How, how were you the first couple times you did it? Not good. <laughs> But if you but if you think about it though, if you think about it though, you're you're snapping just into the shotgun in 2021. Spring of 2021 was a struggle for you for a while. Yeah, if I remember correctly. No, yeah, it it definitely was. I mean, going that 2021, I I was still learning like the intricacies of the position and like, I mean, you know, through those spring cracks, I mean, yeah, I struggled. Like, I mean, I I, I threw one over somebody's head in the spring game, uh, (laughs) lobbed that thing. Was that last year? Or 2020? 2021. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the nature of the beast. Like. You know, I, I hadn't played center since early 2019 or something for, like, one spring ball with, like, three reps, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, I mean, 
I got to figure it out. Yeah. I so gotta it. What, what was the hardest thing uh, um, for you? Because I've had a lot of guys say snapping and then having to reach a guy who was you know, actually, shaded or something At like first that. it was, but it was really con- the consistency aspect. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's really – you can't think about the snap. It's, it's almost like it's all muscle memory. So, you know, once you start – this happens to all centers. Once you have one bad snap or – you know, some iffy snap, like you, you're, you, some guys get in their head, and then you're thinking about the snap, you're thinking about your footwork, the you know, intricacies of the play. So, yeah, I think once it really like I became comfortable, like okay, like I'm good, like you know, it's that easy sort of deal. That's when I really kind of just settled down. I was good, like mm-hmm. then you kind of get into a rhythm, a couple practices, and then before you know, it, you're not even thinking about it. And then I, I haven't even, yeah, I haven't even thought about it since whatever. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I like to pick parts from everybody, so I just try to, you know, a little bit of Nick Bosa in there, and uh, you know, Miles Garrett, you know, uh, I mean, a little bit of everybody, honestly. Like, I don't know, it's pretty great. Everybody's good when you get to the NFL. So, I got you. What have you been up to? I know you say you're working out in Texas. What is your daily week, day and week looking like? Honestly, yeah, just waking up, going to work out, and after that, we got like a little break and we lift, and I go home to my two kids and just really just. Spend as much time as I can with them because opportunity in the NFL, you know, you're really busy. Uh, your rookie year, so yeah, after that, we'll just see how they're going to go. So, you know, high school, Texas, and then up here. I mean, what feels most like home to you? Uh, Seattle. I'm not even gonna lie. Seattle is what you know. I was. I think I blossomed here. Like in high school, don't get me wrong. I'm from California, born and raised, but like for me to like my college journey, you know, I got older. I, I think I remember the most is like last year. You know, uh, building a legacy in 2022, the football season. So. Has been really good. So. You know, football's always bigger and everything's bigger down in Texas. <laughs> how, I mean, how is it different up in Seattle, you know, football-wise to what I mean, experience I think, down there? I think, yeah, I think the most thing, when I when I got in the transfer portal and I was coming out here, I think the biggest debate was, like, which one's louder, you know, Husky Stadium or Kyle Field. And, I mean, honestly, yeah, a few games this year, they, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty rocking. So, I mean, Kyle Field is, you know, it's 100,000 fans, but, you know, 70,000 and uh, everybody's just screaming at you, especially on the greatest stadium in America. So, I think uh, Husky, Husky Stadium to me got him beat. So. You know, what, with what you're doing right now, you have a family. Mm-hmm. How much harder is that compared to what you're seeing some of the other guys doing? Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty challenging for the most part. You know, for the most part, I just try to, I don't know, take it day by day. Take it moment by moment because if you make, if you make the moment bigger than what it actually is, then it's going to be too big and you're not going to do well. So I think just taking it moment, moment by moment, day by day, and just really just relaxing and keep doing my thing. So. And just, you know, the jump that you made, you know, the improvement that you made from Texas A&M in the last couple of years here, what, what do you think the key to that big jump in production and improvement was? Yeah, just really just belief in the, the coaching staff, you know, my players around me. Really, them just really believing me and everybody just looking up to me, honestly, and just 
really just having conversations deeper than football. I think that's one thing that I, that I did this year, just trying to make it deeper than football because football isn't forever, but, you know, lifelong friends are. So, yeah, that's the main thing. Like, you play with the guys, some of the guys you play with them four or five, sometimes six years, but sometimes, like, but the only the only thing is, like, this team this year only had a one life, like, a one life, one year lifespan. So, I think that was the biggest thing, just trying to just make it deeper than football. So. At the end of the year, we were talking to Brandon, Brandon Cook, mm-hmm. and um, why do I keep on calling Brandon and Alex Cook? <laughs> I keep on doing that. But uh, he said he was might seek you out some for some fatherly advice like how to change diapers and stuff did you ever have that conversation with alex no nah, not yet uh not i mean a little bit i mean i know for sure like alex you know alex really helped me a lot you know this off season you know uh the new coaching staff i think he really just kept me level-headed and we just worked together every day every like every day in the winter just worked together up until coach DeBoer and them got saturday and we started working out so one guy you're not gonna play with but you had to talk to with dylan johnson he said he just spent a lot of time talking with you when he came up for his yeah for sure running back yeah, just kind of what, we, yeah. what did you what did you tell him? Because it seemed like that made a big imprint on him. Not yet, for sure. I was like, yeah, I've been in the SEC before. I mean, coming to you know Pac-12, you're gonna hear a lot of like, oh, the the competition isn't there, the competition is this, but there's there's pretty much there's pretty much talent in every single league. Like, there's no difference. It's just, football is football. You know, what I mean, you're gonna get somebody competitive. You're gonna have big people. But I mean, the biggest thing I just told him is like, you know, it's the greatest the greatest setting in football. Like, you're gonna play on the water. I mean, it, it's the great weather. Like, you're going to get to summer, and it's like, after that, you're going to forget everything else. Like, oh, it rains here? Like, it's the most beautiful weather ever, so really can't complain. Kind of on that note, who are the guys on next who year's the, team who maybe haven't broken out yet, but some guys that you think are kind of on the verge of doing that? Uh, it's a lot of people, honestly. Like, it's a lot of people that, you know, like, I mean, last year, there was a few people that really stood out to a lot of people. But I think, like, you know, like, Zion's been in the, the mix. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's... You know, he's, he's ready to get back to it for sure. He's ready to you know, keep doing his thing. I know some of the young guys, like, I know you guys had a high hope for Maurice, Millie, Millie, Sav. You know, everybody in the edge group, I see them really having a big season, you know, because, I mean, if I did it within a one-year span, I'm pretty sure they can do it too. You got to keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. So, I mean, I haven't been here in three months, and I don't know what they've been doing behind, you know, behind everything that you guys see out on the field, but I'm pretty sure that I know they're putting in the work. So, for sure. Well, There's some numbers I wanted to get better than what I got today, but... For the most part, I felt pretty good. You know, came out of this healthy, and I'm just ready to be ready for the NFL. All the the track and field stuff is over. Now I'm going to start playing some football. Where did you, I, I think I heard you were in Pennsylvania. Where did you train this offseason? Yeah, so I was an hour outside of Pittsburgh in Grove okay. City, Amish County. Very unique place, very different. It was freezing cold. There weren't much people out there. I was just training, going back to the hotel. And doing it all over again. Was that part of the allure? The fact that there was no distraction? Yeah, yeah, that was part of it. That was part of the deal. I wanted to do that. Obviously, my my girlfriend and my son came up to visit. I was good to see them. But, yeah, it was just, you know, maximize your your, your, your body, your, your everything, and get back get back to where you want to be. What was the facility there? Who you were training through? I was training with Terry Grossetti. He was up in Newcastle. He went to Slippery Rock. Small D2 down there. He's a good dude. He actually was an intern, I believe, at Bomberitos in Florida. Everybody knows Bomberitos. And he came and, you know, did his own thing up in Pennsylvania. He's doing he's doing very well, you know, getting a lot of guys every year. What's it been like uh, balancing the baby and training? And like you said, they visited for a while, but we're kind of, you guys were separate for, for a bit. What was that all like? Yeah, uh, so, I, so I actually, so I flew to the Hula Bowl. Uh, Florida for a week and then I went straight to Pennsylvania and I was down there for about three or four weeks until my girlfriend and son came up so I got adjusted to the time zone and you know it was getting like 
10 or 12 hours of sleep was feeling <laughs> was feeling godly like I was I was on another level and my my girlfriend's son came in and that sleep probably went to maybe six to eight yeah. six to eight hours <laughs> and you know you get like an hour and a half sleep so he wakes up and starts crying so I kind of had to adjust to that and then after they left I had another four weeks out in Pennsylvania so I mean I felt I felt like I got back on my sleep schedule got back on my my regiment and I felt like I did what I was supposed to do today is there a part of you that said maybe I shouldn't have done that or is there a part of you that, like I could not have gotten through this unless I saw them no I actually I actually really wanted them there the whole time but because it was like we didn't have access to a rental car like we were literally in like a remote area like, there was no rental cars no ubers uh all the out all everything you see is arby's and there's like a small shopping outlet but that's about it like there's literally nothing out there so i don't want them to you know be <laughs> cooped up in the hotel all day so you know they got their three weeks of boredom <laughs> and they went back to seattle <laughs> oh, how was that hula ball experience hula ball was cool um I kind of wish we got fed a little bit more. I mean, they, the the food was a little was a little tricky, but no, nah, it was a great experience. I mean, the guys down there were awesome. It was it was great meeting them. Uh, it was pretty good competition. Yeah, we just had a I just had a fun time and you know made some new made some new memories. Was that little Asa? That's Asa. little Asa over there getting all the love. Got to get a picture of him and Asa. Definitely. Oh, there's, there's plenty of those already. Aces? The aces. Aces? How, how is it uh, going so far? Are you getting any sleep? or you know, what's Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some times where you don't sleep at all, and there's times where, you know, he's he sleeps like a baby, per se. But, no, nah, it's been good. I mean, I'm kind of used to, you know, being a father and, you know, not sleeping the amount of hours I should be. But... Have Man, it's been a blessing. You had that cool dad moment yet? We're going, okay, this is pretty cool. Have you had oh, that? You know, what, yeah. Name one. Name one. Mm. one. One thing stand out? So, yeah, I was just telling them when, because I was away from there for four weeks because I went to the Hula Bowl for a week, and then I was down in Pennsylvania for three weeks training, and they came up. And I picked him up from the airport, and as soon as I saw him, or as soon as he saw me, he just started. He has this big old smile on his face. And, like, my heart just melted. I was, that was probably the best, one of the best moments of my life. How, uh, so from the from the bowl to this to the whole process of, of kind of getting re-recruited again to a certain extent, what's that process been like for you? Yeah, uh, definitely feels like a high school moment all over again. Like you said, it's it's pretty cool now that you know you're, you're seeing guys who you've been training with for the past four years at your school, and you guys you guys get to you know embark on this journey together where you know in high school you might have been one or one one of the two or three guys on the entire campus that goes to college but now you got 10 dudes who have the same dreams and aspirations in you of with of you and then i mean you guys get to to pour it all on the field pro day yeah do you do you recognize any of the the coaches or scouts or anybody that have been following you through this process are you getting a feel for some of the teams that are that are showing some legit interest yeah so who that's the thing. So when I was at the Hula Bowl, I talked to the the scouts on that side of the country. The, okay, yeah. So it was I I don't really recognize. I recognize a few, but for the most part, the scouts I talked to down there. It's a whole were, different crew. Yeah, it was a whole different crew. But I recognized maybe three or four of them. I talked to on the phone, and had Zoom calls with. So yeah, it was good but, seeing them. But you're feeling like 
you've done what you needed to yeah, do, and um, now it's just a matter of the waiting? It's just a matter of time, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Jordan Perryman. Great now. <laughs> I'm out the way, ready to relax. What did, what did you want to prove today? Uh, I mean, just my speed. I feel like a lot of people thought I was slower. Um, I mean, I was banged up the majority of the season, so it was kind of hard to show what I could really do. But, um, I mean, I feel pretty good about what I, what I showed today, so... Do you know what your time? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know what your time was? I don't. Okay. It felt it. It was the best rep I've had this whole training process. Okay. So it, it better be fast. Have you timed it at all before this? Or? Um, they didn't really give us our times, but I think I was sitting around high four fours, mid four fives. How hard was last season just being banged up from the start? Oh, you don't it, want to come right out and say I'm hurting or anything, but it was it was it was a rough one. Um, one of the hardest times of my life. I mean, came here to prove myself. Banged up more than half the season. Wasn't able to really show what I could do. Got a lot of hate DMs. Uh, but I mean... From fans? Yes. It was rough. But, I mean, ended well. Got us a Alamo Bowl ring. Um, still have an opportunity. So that's all that really matters. When did you start kind of feeling better? More feeling more like yourself? Well... Felt the best in the Oregon game, then dislocated my shoulder. Then I had to play with that the rest of the year. Then last game of the season, fractured scaphoid. Yeah. Last yeah. game, you mean the bowl? The yeah. Alamo bowl? Yeah. And so what did you do the first game of the season? Strained my quad. Oh, okay. So that was like six games, sat out three, banged up the next three. Oregon feeling good, ready to run. Shoulder gave out on me. Left, left shoulder? Yeah. Is it, is it all checked out now? Oh, uh, yeah, good to it's go? good, yeah. Okay. What is that like, I mean, going through a year like that and now finally waking up every day and feeling feeling normal? Uh, Just grateful. I mean, at the time it was rough, but I feel like uh, as long as I had an opportunity, and, I mean, I have my opportunity, so i got to keep my, my hopes up and, and proud of myself. There's certain aspects of your game that you felt like specifically you weren't able to show that you, you know that you have that and you know that's who you are. Mm-hmm. You want to know those ones? Yeah. Okay, uh, just my physicality at the line. I mean, if I can't run, obviously I'm not going to go up there and press somebody. So the majority I was off, and then when I was ready to run, it was just a lot of, of those trials and tribulations that I had to go through. And there any teams you've heard from a little bit more over the course of this process than, uh, than others? Uh, I've talked to Seahawks a couple times. Um, supposed to have a little meetup with the Niners, see how that goes. But, I mean, I've talked to a good amount of teams. You're from the Bay Area, right? Or uh, I mean, I went California? to, yeah, Central, right okay. in the middle. Oh, middle gotcha. of nowhere, just okay. straight country. <laughs> have there been any floods down there with all the uh, rains? I haven't been home in a while, but I think so. I think there was, like, a big one, like, basically the roads were... You couldn't see the rose. It was underwater. Jeez. Hey, with this roster coming back, um, wonder if there's an offensive guy and a defensive guy who, going through practice last year, maybe stood out to you who haven't haven't gotten to play a ton yet. Offensive and defensive. Um, there's just a bunch of dogs on the team. I mean, everybody knows the big names, but underdogs, I'd say. I mean, Mr. Banks is going to come and, and compete. He was banged up a lot of the year. I mean, he got some time in. But he's, he's, when he's ready, he's going to come. He's going to come and put on a show. Uh, offensive guys who didn't leave. Can't think of an offensive one off the top of my head. But, I mean, 
you know, shut them all. You know that receipt. You know that receipt. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had our battles, you know what I'm saying? But uh, iron sharpens iron. But, yeah. Uh, since you can't think of one, uh, what are your thoughts on Denzel Boston? Oh. Dog. <laughs> Straight dog. He... See, when I first, when he had first got here, I was I was taking it like I was like, oh, who's this little freshman coming in? He got me a couple times, not gonna lie. But yeah, he was he's gonna he's gonna be a great player here. Elijah Jackson. Hmm? Jackson. Oh, EJ, yeah, he's absolute freak. He's so athletic, fast, strong, can jump high, jump far. He you name it, he he has it. So I got uh, Peyton Henry here. Peyton, you, you, I heard you hit sixty one. Was that yeah. that last kick that just it looked like it barely got over what yeah. would have been the crossbar? Yeah, so that was, was six one. Felt good. It was good hit, um, good height, good distance, good ball contact. So I'm excited. What's the longest one you ever hit in practice? Uh, practice, you know, I usually don't go back that far. I kind of just focus on the game, you know, realistic type kicks. So uh, okay, maybe not practice, but when you're out doing messing around, doing yeah, your thing. I know, like 63, 64 okay. that type of stuff. So yeah, I mean that's I mean those rarely come up in the game. So you know, definitely don't really yeah. go back that far typically. But you know had to for today so you walk on here at the university of washington you have a guy here already who was a teammate in high school jay kaner right and then you get another one added in Corey luciano so now you're here with three guys and then one leaves and the other two you guys go through it was it what was it like having two guys that you knew growing up being up here with you yeah definitely made uh you know transition from high school to, to college you know a little easier just being able to you know have some com- some comfort you know kind of a sense of home you know especially being with uh, jay canyon have been best friends since kindergarten so you know it's just fun to have a guy up here that i knew and all that stuff mm-hmm. so it kind of made a tr- transition a little easier you know first time being away from home so it was, it was nice to have him with me so what have you been up to since the end of the season yeah, it's been up here at UW training mostly. I've been down in San Diego and Arizona working with a couple, you know, the kicking gurus uh, you kind of have to go to yeah. at this stage. Um, so is I've that been, Chris Saylor? Is he more of the high school uh, he's guys? He's more of like high school stuff. Okay. So I've been working with uh, John Carney, who played in the NFL for a while, oh, yeah. and Gary Zahner, who does a bunch of... Uh, yeah, Carney's it would be in San Diego, right? Yeah, so, that's... I've, yeah, so I've been in San Diego a couple times. Uh, yeah, I've worked with Jamie Cole, too. Um, just, you know, get my name out there, you know, competing a little bit against mm-hmm. some other seniors and stuff like that. So that's been good. Kickers, unless they're drafted, and it's very rare to have kickers drafted. For kickers, it's you have to be ready to go at a moment's notice, right? And have you talked to some of the guys who are in the NFL who've been, because a lot of kickers are journeymen. Very few stay with the same team for a long time. Yeah, no, I've been, you know, picking some brains of some guys that, you know, have been through it, you know, been through the journey and all that, you know, learning you know how kind of the process goes and you know having to be ready like you said at a moment's notice um and so yeah he's gonna you know just be ready whenever you know so um yeah it's pretty much it just you know be ready whenever you whenever <laughs> you just, you know think that you can be you know get that phone call so um yeah so i'm just excited for the whole process to keep going and uh, excited to see where it goes from here people on our message board would kill me if i didn't ask you about the oregon kid <laughs> they would absolutely kill me so I mean, you, you quieted the crowd. You yep, know, you did the yep. be quiet and everything like that. But did were you even thinking about quote unquote redemption from uh, the one that you missed uh, a couple years earlier? Uh, no, not at all. You know, I was kind of just going in there trying to do my job, help the team out, and help the team win. I'm um, not really thinking about that kick at all. Really, just going in there. It's another game. Uh, it just, just so happened that it came down to that, and you know, kind of kind of worked out. So yeah. I'm glad it did. So, um, but you know, just. So you go from, what was that, 2017 or 2018? 2018, yeah. So 2018, you, you have that miss. But then you had some other really good makes. You know, you had the one against Utah, that big one that, that won the game basically against Utah up here. Uh, you had that one that should have won the game against Cal 
on the lightning game <laughs> the, that should have been the win. But you know, what what did you learn about yourself during that time? Yeah, it's kind of persevere through anything. Never harp on the past, and never get too high, never get too low. Just stay even keeled, and you know, just live in the moment. You know, never listen to outside critics or anything like that. You know, just kind of focus on everything that's happening inside the building and doing everything you can to help the team out to win. So you finished your career with 402 points, I think it was. School record. School record. Um, I mean, that's over guys like Chuck Nelson and Mike Lansford. And who's the other one? There was one more, wasn't there? That was uh, Jeff Jeff Jagger. Yeah, the other big one. So, do you have you ever met or talked to any of those guys? Yeah, Jeff Jager actually reached out to me after I broke uh, his record, so that was pretty cool to hear from him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just it's awesome to you know. What did he say? Just you know, congrats on the on the record and all that stuff. He's happy for me, and you know, just wants me to keep working and all that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. it was awesome to hear from him. I really appreciate him reaching out to me. Talk about the community that is Washington football. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, just being able to. You know, even after I'm done with all my eligibility, being able to still come up here and work out, use the facilities, you know, still be around the coaches, the players and all that, you know, just, you know, it's second to none because I know once the guys are done with, you know, their eligibility and all their college years, you know, they're not, you know, they, they turn the key card off and all that type of stuff. So, you know, it's been a blessing to be able to still work out here and be around, you know, this, this great community, a lot, of, a lot of great people in the building. So it's been a lot of fun and what, I'm very, very blessed. What did you get your degree in? Uh, communications. Okay. Yeah. So do you want to... We, we need other writers. Oh, yeah. Do you need I mean, anybody? I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> so, but what, what would you like to do with that? Get yeah. in front of the camera. <laughs> I don't know. Still trying to figure that out. You know, I was trying to pursue yeah. this dream, you know, as long yeah. as I can. You only get one shot at it. So, hoping to, hoping to see where this goes. <laughs> Most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.